Howdy, everyone, and thank you again for tuning in to the Jeffersonian Tradition. Before we get started, I have a couple of things to go over. For now, the podcast is mostly ad-free, and I sure would like to keep it that way. You can help me out with that by becoming a supporting listener. If you find value in the podcast, there's a link in the show notes page that will enable you to contribute to my work and to help keep the podcast going and keep it light on advertising. Contributions start as low as $0.99 per month, with two other brackets at $4.99 per month or $9.99 per month. If you're not comfortable with a recurring contribution model, I've also set up a Cash App profile for the show. One-time contributions can be sent through Cash App to the show's cash tag, which is $MrJeffersonian, and all of this information will be listed in the show notes page as well. Any contribution amounts help, and thank you in advance to anyone who chooses to pitch in. And if you like the show, then please be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications for it. We are now available on all major podcast platforms. And to help the show grow, make sure to share it with your friends and family. And other show-related news, if there's a topic you'd like for me to cover, or if you just have general questions for me, I can be contacted at the show's email address, which is mrjeffersonian at outlook.com, or through the show's MeWe group, which is also titled The Jeffersonian Tradition. And if you're not on MeWe yet, then seriously, what are you waiting for? Unlike a certain other social media platform, MeWe respects the right to free speech and offers a privacy bill of rights. So if you'd like to be a member there, then download the MeWe app and search for me at the username Mr. Jeffersonian. The show group is private, so we must be contacts before I can send you the group invite. If you're not familiar with MeWe's platform, contacts are the same as being friends on Facebook. With all of that fun stuff out of the way, let's now turn our attention to the topic for today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about how based DeSantis is best DeSantis. So yes, uh, we're going to have an episode on my favorite governor, Ron DeSantis from Florida. And I'm going to start this off by reading an article from Tallahassee.com. It says, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said he will sign an executive order to issue emergency rules for, quote, protecting the right to parents, end quote making face masks optional across the state in schools and leaving it up to parents. The governor made the announcement Friday in Cape Coral at an Italian restaurant where he also presented parents who oppose masks. The order released later Friday afternoon and made effective immediately directs the Florida Department of Education and the Florida Department of Health to issue emergency rules to allow parents to make the decision for their children to wear masks in schools. It says, among other things, that Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran Corcoran, shall pursue all legal means available to ensure school districts adhere to Florida law, including withholding state funds from noncompliant school boards. Recently revised CDC guidelines, however, say all people in K-12 schools should wear a mask indoors regardless of vaccination status. DeSantis' move won't ban masks outright. He made clear that students whose parents want them to wear masks should be free to do so. And then this is a quote from DeSantis, uh, quote, We think that's the most fair way to do it, end quote, DeSantis said, adding that he doesn't make his own three small children wear masks and joking they wouldn't wear them correctly for long anyway if they did. DeSantis had recently said he might call lawmakers into special session if local school districts enact mask mandates of students. In May, he signed an executive order lifting all local COVID restrictions. A month later, he signed into law a bill that permanently prohibits local governments from issuing any new COVID restrictions. 
DeSantis also has said he won't reenact a state of emergency despite Florida leading the nation with 20% of all new COVID-19 infections, a spike largely driven by the Delta variant. Real quick, as a sidebar to that, number of infections or cases literally doesn't matter. All that we should be focusing on is hospitalizations and deaths. That That is it. And at least so far, knock on wood, but at least so far, they have, uh, well, at least deaths have stayed pretty much constant where they've been over about the last two or three months. All right, so back to the article. It says, at least one Democratic lawmaker immediately criticized his Friday announcement. And this is a quote uh, from Representative Anna Eskamani. It says, quote, our governor continues to prioritize his own political agenda over the health and well-being of Floridians by going after masks, end quote. Meanwhile, homelessness and poverty are legitimate issues he could be focused on, but nope, let's keep on with the culture wars and endangered lives. And then the Florida Education Association, the statewide teachers union, issued a lengthy statement decrying the order. Quote, whether it's mandating a pay plan that requires teachers with 15 years of experience to be paid the same as a first-year teacher or telling locally elected officials they cannot enforce recommendations from the American Academy of Pediatrics, Governor Ron DeSantis has continues to think that Tallahassee knows best what all Floridians need, end quote, FEA President Andrew Sparr said. And then this is another quote. It says, quote, we ask Governor DeSantis to allow all Florida citizens to have a voice by empowering the elected leaders of cities, counties, and school districts to make health and safety decisions locally based on their unique needs and circumstances. I'm, I'm just going to stop reading the article there. This is hilarious. So th- think about that, that last little thing here. It says, we ask Governor DeSantis to allow all Florida citizens to have a voice by empowering the elected leaders of cities, counties, and school districts to make health and safety decisions locally based on their unique needs and circumstances. Are we kidding? That's literally what this does. DeSantis is putting the power in the hands of the sovereign people of the state. So he's literally taking it as local as it can possibly go right into the homes. And parents are going to be able to make their own choices here and and decide what's best for their own lives. So (laughs) whatever this person is trying to get at, I have no idea other than he's wanting these local areas to uh, basically be able to run roughshod over the desire of parents. And this really does, in my opinion, show the ivory tower syndrome that that we are horribly experiencing in, in this country today. You have people who are just mortified that non-experts are going to be trusted to make decisions for themselves. And they can't even get out of their own way to see this is a good thing. And literally, again, it fractures power to the lowest level possible. It leaves it up to the individuals. That That is a wonderful thing. And so DeSantis is, is making a bold, bold stand here. So if any of these schools, again, try to not comply with the um, with the executive order he, he's already said he's going to strip funding maybe we'll see some public school closures if, if that ends up being the case that's not a bad thing that is not a bad thing at all because the public school system we're not training people who can think for themselves anymore now granted you get some people who who get lucky and they survive the brainwashing for 12 or 13 years but by and large, we're not training people who can think for themselves. So DeSantis is, is making a bold stand here. and Maybe we'll start seeing some public school closures. And, and Florida is actually doing a lot of good stuff right now with allowing charter school type setups. They're not really charter school type setups, but vouchers is a more accurate term. So they're letting parents 
take the money that would normally be allocated for school and, and have real school choice to say, nope, I want to, I would rather send my kids to this school or to this private school, whatever the case may be. So Florida is doing a lot of incredible things right now. They, they really are. And DeSantis needs all the support that we can possibly give him. And this is where, again, I, I really don't consider myself a libertarian anymore because there's going to be some libertarians who as good of a measure as this is, they're, they're going to get hung up on the fact that, well, maybe DeSantis is sympathetic to war. Okay, yes, war, war is horrible. I'm not, I'm not going to try to sit here and say that it's not. But look, can we please focus on what's going on in our own backyard right now before we get into any of that? Or they'll hammer him on other aspects that he's been less than admirable on. At this point, I, I don't care. He is spectacular on COVID. COVID is the issue of our day, and he is standing up, and he's one of the only people standing up to this extent. So kudos to you, Governor Ron DeSantis. If you listen to this podcast, you you have my full faith and credit on this issue. Uh, could you stand improvement on others? Sure. But at this point, we, we can push that off till later and we can discuss that later. So good on you for standing up to these bullies uh, because that, that's what they are. Good on you. Now, I'm going to read one other quote from this article. Uh, This is in support of DeSantis. It says, Governor Ron DeSantis recognizes that parents are in the best position to make choices for their children. His actions today demonstrate his faith and trust in our fellow Floridians, and he and they have my full support. That's from Florida Speaker, or I'm sorry, Florida Senate President Wilton Timpson. Uh, And so... Again, this is a good thing because this is how states are designed to work. The state government, the state legislature, and the state executive, and the state judicial, that is where the true power in the state lies. Now, granted, we can say yes, we can take that further and say the states are nothing more, or the state governments are nothing more than agents of the citizens of the state, but the state government is the ultimate authority within the state. So next, I'm, I'm going to kind of focus on the municipal powers of a state and why this matters. So this is another article. We're going to talk about what DeSantis could actually do. Like if some of these liberal school areas really start trying to buck the executive order and start trying to mandate masks and other types of COVID insanity, we're going to talk about some other things that DeSantis could do and and really crack down on that and make it known that, no, we are going to have voluntary action here. We're going to have voluntary choice. We're not going to have coercive bullies and unelected bureaucrats telling people what they have to do. So this is uh, just an article from encyclopedia.com, but it's on municipal powers and corporate charter. I'm sorry, not corporate charters, but municipal charters. So I'm only going to read a portion of this. It says, with the coming of American independence, the state legislature succeeded to the sovereign authority of the crown Keep that in mind. The state legislature succeeded to the sovereign authority of the crown and thus became responsible for the granting of municipal charters. Whereas in 1775, there were no more than 15 active chartered municipalities in the 13 colonies. The state legislatures of the early 19th century bestowed charters on every community with dreams of cityhood. From 1803 to 1848, the legislature of sparsely populated Mississippi awarded charter privileges to 105 municipalities adopting 71 acts of municipal incorporation during the 1830s alone. These municipal charters authorized the creation of public corporations, political subdivisions of the state. In 1819 in Dartmouth College versus Woodward, the U.S. Supreme Court introduced a a distinction between the rights of a public corporation and a private one. The U.S. Constitution's contract clause did not protect the political powers granted in the charter of a public corporation such as a municipality. 
State legislatures could therefore unilaterally amend or revoke municipal charters and strip a city of authority without the municipality's consent. But the charter of a private corporation, such as a business enterprise or a privately endowed college, was an inviolate grant of property rights guaranteed by the nation's constitution. Okay, that that is an incorrect interpretation, in my opinion. I, I think states should even have powers over private corporations. Again, I, I'm... I, I've pretty much completely denounced the libertarian label at this point uh, because you would have libertarians. Some of them would say, well, corporations aren't valid anyway because they're creations of the state in general. Some of them will say, no, they're private companies. The state shouldn't have any say in, in the conduct uh, in the conduct of their business. I disagree. I, I think you should have different state laws that reflect the local culture. That That's what I truly believe. So if, you know, if, Colorado, for example, wants to say bake the cake. Okay, bake the cake. If you want to do business here, bake the cake. But if Texas or Vermont or really any other state wants to say, nope, you are the the property owner and you have the final say-so and who you will and will not serve based on whatever criteria, more power to them. Again, we have freedom of movement, so more power to them. And I do think states should have that right. But anyway, back to this article. It says, during the late 19th century, American courts reinforced the subordination of municipal corporations to state legislative authority when they embraced Dillon's rule. In his standard treatise on the law of municipal corporations, Judge John F. Dillon held that municipal corporations could exercise only those powers expressly granted by the state or necessarily incident of indispensable or indispensable to those express powers. The municipal corporation was a creature of the state— and most courts interpreted Dillon's rule to mean that city governments only possess those powers specified by the state. Although the distinguished Michigan jurist Thomas M. Cooley postulated an inherent right of local self-government that limited the state's control over the municipality, American courts generally rejected this doctrine. Agreeing with Dillon, the late 19th century judiciary held that the words of the municipal charter defined municipal authority and absent any authorization by the state, local governments had no right to act. So let's let's unpack this. Let's unpack this. So what DeSantis could do to these areas that may try to buck his executive order, he could actually completely revoke their municipal charter and actually make it to where the state has direct control over them via the state legislature. He, he could do that, or, or the state legislature could do that, subject to Florida state constitution, which, which everybody has that authority. They could do that. Now, why is that, why is that important? Well, because again, in the Jeffersonian worldview, the states are the key to everything. The states are the buffer so you cannot have these municipal areas make a direct appeal to the general government and say, no, please let us force these people in our district to wear masks. Please let us do this, general government. No, the states are the buffer and the states are the key. So DeSantis, again, this is an incredible, incredible act by him. As long as he's authorized to do it by the Florida State Constitution. I, I'll be honest with you. I have not read that yet. At some point, I need to go and do that. But as long as he's acting within his state constitutional authority as the state's executive officer, this is a wonderful thing because he could completely strip these municipal areas of their powers and he could actually disband any any form of government they have. They could get rid of the of the bad city council. They could get rid of the bad mayors. They, they could get completely scrapped that. And now I know some people out there may say, well, look, you know, Mr. Jeffersonian, in previous episodes, you say that you want the counties to take on uh, more responsibility and more organization. 
And, and yes, that's true. I, I do, because I do think you should try to have as much local control as possible. But like in this case, th- that's not really the issue here. That is not the issue at all. In Tampa, for example, I'm just using Tampa as an example. I, I honestly don't know what the political climate is there. But let's say if Tampa's liberal, you could have a situation where Tampa proper dominates that district in terms of politics and the vast majority of the suburbs and surrounding areas of Tampa and other parts of that county, they they may not like anything that Tampa has to say. So who do they make their appeal to? You don't want them making an appeal to the general government because, again, if the general government gets involved, they're going to have a, a horrible interpretation and force it on everybody across the country. We don't want that. We want it to be local. So that's what I'm saying. When I when I make my appeal to having counties be more empowered, you need to have a situation where you have some sort of concurrent majority and you, you have protective rights of the political minority. So, but in this case, these people are literally saying that they want local control to be able to force people to do something just because they say do it. Whereas DeSantis is, is quite literally given that control to the smallest level. As, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, he's given that power to the smallest level, which is the home. He's allowing parents to make decisions based on their beliefs and based on their ability to live their lives and, and have positive influence on their children. And I mean, there's been a lot of data over the past 18 months showing how much children have suffered. At one point, I think this was in Cleveland, and I want to say it was around November of last year, either October or November of last year. Suicide was the leading cause of death for people aged, I think it was 12 to 25. Let that soak in. Suicide for kids. For kids. So DeSantis is doing a marvelous, marvelous thing here by allowing the parents to make these decisions. Now, hopefully the parents will take it upon themselves to stay informed, and I have faith that they will. But that's where we need to support politicians who are doing good. We cannot let perfect be the enemy of good. And right now, DeSantis is doing the best, bar none, DeSantis is doing the best of any state politician out there. So this is a good thing. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. I don't want to ramble on too much, but this is a good thing. And again, if this if the liberal areas of the state try to skirt this rule, DeSantis is within his rights or the state legislature one, one one of those bodies will be within their rights to just revoke the charter and say, you know what? Nope, you're just an extension of us now. We're gonna tell you exactly how everything has to operate. So all I can say is uh, you know, they better play ball and we'll we'll see how this plays out because again, infections or cases don't matter. All that matters is hospitalizations and deaths. And right now, those have both thankfully been holding steady compared to what they've been over the past roughly three months. So thank you all for tuning in. Please remember, if you find value in the podcast to consider contributing to the show, you can contribute on a recurring basis through the supporting listener link in the show notes page, or you can make a one-time contribution by using the show's cash app information, which is also included in that show notes page. Any contribution amount helps, and thank you again to everyone in advance who decides to do so. Also, please consider downloading the MeWe app and joining the show's private group so we can have more sane discussion around historical and current political issues. And all right, with another episode in the books, thank you again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you all next time.